et petsiit corpus Jesu. And he asked for the body of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The body of Jesus was given to today's Joseph, Saint Joseph of Arimathea, just as the body of Jesus was given entrusted to the care of that other Joseph, chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. There is a poignant association of today's Joseph with the other Joseph. Joseph the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, placed the body of the infant Jesus in the manger. The body of the infant Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Today's Joseph places the body of Jesus crucified taken down from the cross, wrapped in a linen shroud, a shroud of great price. Today's Joseph, I say, places the body of Jesus in the sepulchre. In our calendar, Saint Joseph of Arimathea, given his intimate association with the body of Jesus somewhat eclipses the commemoration of that great son of Spain, Saint Ignatius. We, however, and I think with good reason, hold to the feast of Saint Joseph of Arimathea. He holds a unique place in the Gospels. We recall Saint Joseph of Arimathea so often as we make the way of the cross. He is, in that way, a figure familiar to Catholics. I often recommend to the brethren that they make the way of the cross following the meditations given by Blessed Columba Marmion in Christ in his mysteries. And Blessed Marmion begins his meditation on the 14th station by speaking of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea, having taken the body of Jesus down from the cross, wrapped it in a winding sheet and laid it in a tomb fashioned out of the rock, one in which no one had ever yet been buried. And Blessed Marmion, contemplating this scene, 
Joseph handling the body of Jesus. It's a priestly action, we will note. He handles the body of Jesus. He wraps the body of Jesus in a linen shroud, just as the priest in every Mass places the host set apart to become the true body of Jesus on the pure white linen corporal. Abbot Marmion, considering this, concludes with a prayer that has long held a place in my own piety, if I may say so. The beautiful prayer with which Abbot Marmion concludes the 14th Station of the Cross is this, Lord Jesus, may I bury in your tomb all my sins all my iniquities, all my infidelities, through the power of your death and burial, give me the grace to renounce more and more everything that separates me from you. Grant that I may renounce Satan, the maxims of the world, my self-love. By the power of your resurrection, may I henceforth follow your example and live only for the glory of your Father. This consideration of the 14th Station of the Cross on today's feast comes at a most opportune moment for Brother Hildebrand and especially for Dom Elijah and Dom Finian. Monastic profession is a participation in the death and burial of Jesus Christ. It is a kind of disappearing from the eyes of the world. It is a participation in the hiddenness of the host. And so I see it as providential that we should be having this feast in the week of preparation for Brother Hildebrand's simple profession and in these weeks leading up to the solemn profession of Dom Finian and Dom Elijah. This is all the more striking when we look at the intro of today's Mass. Miki autem absit gloria, far be it for me to glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. This, of course, signifies separation. The monk treats the world as something crucified, and the world treats the monk as someone crucified. The intro, it gives us the psalm that describes the seven last words of Jesus from the cross in a kind of synthetic way. Voce mea ad dominum clamavi, voce mea ad dominum deprecatus sum. This was, in fact, um, the psalm intoned 
by St. Francis of Assisi as he lay dying. But Francis being an image of Christ, configured to him by his five wounds, um, is what the Eastern Church would call a greatly resembling image of Christ in the hour of his death. So this identification with the dying, dead, and buried Christ emerges from the intro of today's Mass. And although the words are those of the Apostle Paul, the liturgy suggests that we receive them today from the mouth of St. Joseph of Arimathea. And it seems to me that this is only right when Joseph of Arimathea placed the body of Jesus in the tomb, he in some way left himself in the tomb. How could he have done otherwise? This man who asked for the body of Jesus certainly left, well, left his heart in the tomb with the dead Christ, to rise with Christ from the same tomb. The gradual of today's Mass describes the harrowing of hell. You would all be familiar, I think, with the icon that is sometimes called the icon of the resurrection, but it is in fact the depiction of the harrowing of hell. Uh, you know uh, that it shows Christ um, standing triumphant on the gates of hell, and the bolts and locks of the gates of hell lie shattered at his feet. And with one hand, he is pulling old Adam out of the tomb, and with the other, pulling old Eve out of the tomb. This is the image of the harrowing of hell, the mystery of Holy Saturday. And because St. Joseph of Arimathea is the saint of Holy Saturday, together with uh, the Mother of God, um, Our Lady of Holy Saturday, La Soledad, as she's known in Spain. Um, this uh, verse of Psalm 23 takes on a particular resonance. Um, it is uh, the voice of all of the just waiting in limbo uh, for the arrival of the Redeemer. The patriarchs are there, the prophets are there, and they, they see the first glimmers of the arrival of Christ, and they cry out, Torite portas principes vestras et elevamini porte eternales. It's, um, it, it sets before our eyes in some way the whole mystery of the harrowing of hell. And the verse of the Alleluia completes the picture, uh, notably because it ends with the phrase in medio terre, uh, which is not only an allusion to the burial of Christ, to his being uh, in, the, in the heart of the earth, in the tomb uh, for three days, but it is also an allusion to his going down into uh, uh, 
the netherworld, the limbo of the just. Deus autem rex noster ante secula. This is the chorus of the patriarchs and of the prophets. Operatus est salutem. Has wrought salvation in medio terre, in the midst of the earth, in the tomb and in the harrowing of hell. And when I say that this is the chorus of the patriarchs and prophets, I do not exclude by that St. Joseph. What must have been uh, the experience of St. Joseph uh, coming face to face with the Son entrusted to him by the Eternal Father? What was that moment of recognition? And the offertory antiphon um, is an altogether priestly text speaking of the tunic of linen uh, with which uh, the priests of the old dispensation are clothed and making the association between the linen vesture of the priests serving in the temple and the linen shroud of Jesus Christ, eternal high priest. And the two images are brought together in the corporal made of fine white linen upon which rests the sacred host uh, from the offertory of the Mass until the rites of Holy Communion. The uh, Communion Antiphon uh, describes Joseph placing the body of Jesus in the tomb, wrapped in the shroud. The Church would have us understand that the very body of Christ that we receive in Holy Communion is the same body, the same body that was wrapped in fine linen and placed in the tomb to rise on the third day. Today is by extension the kind of feast of the shroud. There is in the Missal, in the Masses of the Passion for Lent, uh, a kind of votive Mass of the Holy Shroud. But today's feast cannot be separated from that image, the image of the Holy Face miraculously imprinted on the shroud. And so there is an association there. Today becomes in some way a feast of the face of Christ. Uh, today, uh, of his face marked by the sufferings of his bitter passion. And on Monday, the Feast of the Transfiguration, again, the face of Christ, but then his face gloriously transfigured. We ask today for the intercession of St. Joseph of Arimathea, for we are all in some way like him at the moment of Holy Communion, asking for the body of Jesus and receiving the body of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.